0: Thank you so much for checking out this episode of the Nosara Podcast. Today, we are speaking with Rachel McCrary, who is an absolute bundle of energy and an entrepreneur that a lot of people can learn a lot from. Hope you enjoy getting to know her in this episode. Rachel, welcome back to the podcast.
1: Thanks so much for having me.
0: It is a pleasure. Now, you are a fast-moving, go-getter, entrepreneur of a person. And I've learned that about you in the couple months I've known you. And it's nothing short of impressive, the stuff that you get into and how willing you're, how, how much you're willing to dive into it and, and make hard things happen. So uh, without further ado, introduce yourself and tell us a little bit about what I'm referencing and what you're up to these days in Costa Rica. Yeah,
1: sure. Uh, I'm Rachel McCrary. I'm an entrepreneur and I build stuff. So <laughs> I've always uh, made things and had ideas and, and executed on them since I was about 15. So this is probably my 15th idea I'm working on now. Um, I'm working on uh, you know some easy, affordable test kits for uh, COVID. I have a bra for plastic surgeons. Um, we just opened a commercial testing lab for uh, non-medical testing in LA. And uh, you know, I'm always like advising on a few other startups and just you know helping people working on stuff.
0: So you're creating all types of interesting stuff. You're on TV shows. You go and speak to groups and do consulting. What drives you? Like, what? what you're an entrepreneur. Like, what drives you to do everything that you take on?
1: Yeah, um, I was speaking to somebody yesterday, and I heard myself say, "I've devoted my life to building startups." <laughs> and then I was like, "Wow, is that important enough?" Um, why? I think I just, I love to build and I love builders and creating something from nothing is really special, no matter how big or small. I just love that energy and to be around that.
0: I gotcha. So being an entrepreneur, did you always know you were going to be this from when you were a little girl? Did you yeah. know that you were going to like go this direction? In came out
1: that way. I never really, um, felt comfortable in a linear system with a lot of rules. Whether that's school or, or work, and I always said, "But why do I have to do it that way? Why? If it made sense, I was fine with it. If it didn't make sense, I questioned it, and uh, I wouldn't do it." So. Well,
0: on so. that note, you were born that way, and you you're, you should get a lot of stuff done. I guess here's my question: How does someone know if they should be an entrepreneur like you or not? Did they have to be? born that way or is it a skill that they can learn and how do you advise people when they're trying to figure out am I an entrepreneur or not? Like how how do you guide them?
1: Yeah, uh, the startup world tends to be glamorized on TV, right? You see people drinking beer and playing ping-pong at work and maybe that goes on but they couldn't be further from you know the lonely you know never-ending work day (laughs) of an entrepreneur. Um, You start, you wake up, you start to execute, you might take five years until you get a minute. Um, so yeah, so, you know, I don't know that you have to be born that way, but we can all look within ourselves and no one can really answer it, you know, but, but yourself. And I say, you know, what do you value more? Do you value stability or freedom? So talk us
0: through that. What does that, what does that mean?
1: Yeah. So if you value stability more and you want to know where your paycheck is coming from and you want a, a regimented schedule and you want to trade time for money, I call it right. I go here, I'm here for a certain amount of time, I didn't get paid. If all that sounds good to you, no matter what goes on there, um, you know that you're gonna have a baseline level of some type of a salary, uh, whether it's low or high, that's stability. Freedom is more um, volatile, and it looks like this. Uh, you might get paid nothing, you might get paid way more, uh, and it's up to you. And it's more uh, in the results that you will uh, you know, reap monetary compensation but you're free. Uh, You might work more hours, but you can do it whenever you want. Um, You know, you can work based on your own intuition and vibe of how you're feeling that day.
0: I get you, so it sounds to me what you're basically saying is, if you're gonna be an entrepreneur, you need to be comfortable with working long and working hard and working often, but there's a lot of freedom that comes with that. And if you're not comfortable with that awkward, the volatility up and down, then maybe get a normal job.
1: Yeah, probably all of us. those two scenarios you know you, we all had a reaction to that one felt naturally more comfortable than the other one um, you know so, so there you go
0: that makes sense um, i in the past I've heard you use the phrase ideas versus execution or some version of that can you explain what you mean by that
1: yeah I heard someone uh, yesterday at lunch say that uh, she had she had a really good idea um, ideas aren't worth anything and anytime you have a really good idea 10,000 other people on the planet had that idea today. So, what matters is execution, right? I think, I think it was Guy Kawasaki or something, one of the early Apple guys who was saying that I'm, uh, you know, that whenever, you know, someone has an idea and there's all these other people on the planet that had that idea that day, you know, maybe 10 of them take the next step, right? So see if you're one of those people that moves into execution mode.
0: I gotcha, so it sounds to me mm-hmm. As I'm listening to you, your big key to success is being willing to go hard and, and work as much as you need to. And I think you said earlier, you might go five years without making anything, but at some point in time, freedom might be your reward.
1: And yeah, eventually, eventually it'll happen. Um, just keep going. I said the number one thing entrepreneurs do wrong is give up too soon. Uh, you know, they, they expect it to just magically happen quickly. And it's really in this relentless pursuit of perseverance. Sometimes you get lucky and it happens faster than you think. And yay, but we don't necessarily know, right? And you just have to keep going. Um, And eventually, you know, we'll see results from that. And you know, that might sound like, you know, such a slog, but um, that reward is amazing. You know, that like couple days a year, maybe it's only twice a year, but when I get like a really big like entrepreneurial win, like the only other feeling on the planet that feels like that, that elated, amazing, feeling is like when you're in love, you know, or, or maybe you give love for a kid or, or for another person. That's not only other their time where I've ever felt that amazing. Like, it's just like, this like reward of like, you know, everyone's so over you talking about the thing and you just keep going and they're just like, Oh yeah, right. At this point, it's been like, probably me and my biscuits, you know, and then it's just like, how long is that going to take? And you're even over yourself, you know? Um, and then one day it happens. And then that feeling, literally just run out into the street and do like cartwheels, you know?
0: Now to get to that cartwheel <laughs> state, is it... Explain to us what, what your primary skill set has to do with achieving that success.
1: Yeah, so I get asked this a lot and I see this a lot. So a lot of times we uh, think that if we're really, really excellent at something and have an idea that correlates to it, you know, that, that we should be an entrepreneur. And that's not necessarily the case because when you're an entrepreneur, your primary skill set is probably 10 to 20 percent of your day and uh, your job in general. Um, when I built a fashion company once and I have degrees in design, I would say that was maybe 10 percent of my job. The rest of my job was uh, legal, you know, running several different social media accounts, uh, finance, um, fundraising, talking to customers, customer service you know um knowing
0: your numbers as you like to
1: say knowing your numbers all entrepreneurs should we should always know our numbers even on a high level um i will not uh mentor uh, entrepreneurs who don't know their own numbers if you say i'm going to get somebody else to do it and you won't have a successful business even if it's just the mall's baseline this is how much this costs this is you know how much we made and then like the net profit even just you know literally three lines is helpful um, we have to monitor that ourselves every month. I and mean, you'd be surprised how much you'll learn. Um, you know, as someone who went to art school and now I love keeping my own numbers because I can see on a piece of paper in front of me, you know, where where we're, you know, spending too much money and what's not working, you know? Like if you're doing advertising and it's not working, stop doing it. If you ever since you hired someone, things look better, do more of that. Like, you know.
0: Your I guess just so, uh, if I can do a synopsis, it sounds like you're saying Keep a close eye on things and adjust accordingly, but don't ever let that drift away. Like, stay on top of it.
1: Yeah, and just be really flexible and malleable. Like, we should always be uh, receptive to where things are going, and um, you know, pivot. You know, what we think, what we, how we think is going to go, is never how it goes. And the more flexible we are, uh, and uh, sort of quick to respond, the more successful we'll be.
0: That makes sense. So, let's get personal for you for just a moment. If you had to give your 16-year-old self advice, what would you say?
1: You don't know everything, and um, you know having a business is much more than having a great product, so unfortunately. There are a lot of great products out there that we never hear about. Um, Telling the world that your product or company or service exists is the most important thing you can do for your business. You can have the greatest product or service in the world. If nobody knows about it, it doesn't matter. And the way to generate revenue is to tell people about it, whether that's marketing or word of mouth or email or social or flyers, I don't know. But letting people know that your product or service exists is the most important thing.
0: What would you say is the most interesting thing about you? if you had to meet someone in an elevator and they asked you that question? You had 30 seconds to explain it.
1: Most people are surprised to know um, that I'm very, very spiritual and that I have a meditation practice and a breathwork practice and have for many, many years. Um, I I developed sort of a a pretty strong discipline with those things early on and I was pretty hard and I was surprised at how hard it was for me to to adjust to a discipline practice and I resisted it. Um, and you know, the type of person I can do anything, you know, so that I couldn't do that, that was challenging to push through. And then I learned a lot from that that helped me, uh, in business that, um, you know, being uncomfortable, being comfortable with being uncomfortable. Is a, is a feeling to get used to in business because you'll probably be, you know, monetarily uncomfortable or confused or, or have to learn something new a lot um so so yeah how spiritual i am most people are surprised
0: did you have much adversity because you're female as you came up not the corporate ladder but through the entrepreneurial experience and launching multiple companies in different industries whether was there any disadvantage to being female or is that actually just talk us through that because as a guy as a white male sitting here talking to you i'm guessing it was a little different for me than for you or is that not the case
1: it is is definitely, I don't, I'm, listen, I'm not gonna say that my experience was harder than your experience because I don't know what your experience is and I don't think that comparing it is valuable. Um, I think, you know, people of all different types of backgrounds have, you know, their own vast array of different challenges. Obviously, being a woman, there are a lot of, a lot of challenges and people make certain assumptions about you. Uh, you know, people made assumptions about me uh, from going to art school or for being girly um, big misconception out there that you can't be uh, sexy and smart. It upsets a lot of people. Uh, <laughs> um, uh, still one that we need to, to get through in this country. Um, yeah, uh, not being taken seriously, being interrupted in the middle of a pitch to, to you know be told you know, something about your appearance which is very, it uh, throws you off and that's very uh, inappropriate. Um, you know a lot of other terrible things in Silicon Valley. We could be here all day. There's just no point to rehash all of that. But, but yeah, um, I think the question I'm asking pa- you? the powers and the success though, man, you know, a lot of them are, uh, you know, what are they doing now? <laughs> That's so interesting compared to, you know, making a biotech company in the jungle. Probably not a lot.
0: Yeah. Fair enough point. Um, I want to explore this a little bit because I, I know some girls out there are watching this. and Maybe they're young now, but they're growing up and they might see this one day. So I'm trying to get guidance for them from you based on your experience. As we record this, it's 2021 and the world's a strange place. It, it's, it's very strange. But at the same time, it seems like we should be far enough along as a society to where if you're male, female or any color or that color, that stuff should all be gone at this point. Right. But it's not. So I'm trying to figure out what advice should young girls, what do you want to give to them? What you wish, what should they know that you can share with them now?
1: Yeah. Um, you know, yesterday my textbook driver who has been taking me around the lot my car's on a boat. <laughs> uh, you know, he asked me a question. He said, you know, you're pretty interesting. Uh, you seem really stressed out a lot, honestly. Um, you know, why do you, why do, you do this? You know, meaning like, you know, con- you know, continue to try to import test kits into Costa Rica and things like that. Um, I said, you know what, man, if one little girl sees me and relates to me and said, you know, she's not in a pantsuit and you know, she didn't have a parents with a corporate background and she didn't go to an Ivy League school and study math or science and, you know, it's freshman's a in school and I'm girly. And I'm building the business side of a, of a biotech company because people told me not to, watch me, you know? And if that can inspire them to, you know, not let anyone tell them no, right? Like they don't need to necessarily go that route, but whatever it is that they want to do or be, um, you know, to be independent and autonomous and not rely on someone else, um, that's valuable.
0: Yeah, that makes sense. Are there any other pearls of wisdom that you'd like to get out there for let's say it's somebody graduating high school, trying to figure out should I go to college and get a degree and do the what I was told I was supposed to do? Mm-hmm. Or should I go out and try this idea or to create this product or service and to be the entrepreneur route? Well, what would, what advice would you give to that 16, 17, 18-year-old person trying to figure out what direction to go?
1: Um, you know, I wouldn't have been as good of an entrepreneur if I hadn't gone to college and forced myself through that uh, discipline. Um, but I'm sure everybody's different. Go look within yourself and be honest, and and you know follow your intuition. And no matter what you do, you get out of, you get out of things what you put into them.
0: Gotcha. So for you, college was a valuable experience, even though you did go the entrepreneurial route. Mm-hmm. A lot of us see college as the kiss of normalcy. You gotta go get a degree, and then get a normal job, and then a lot of people wonder their whole lives, "What if I'd have done something a little bit different?" It seems to me you were willing to jump off the diving board or take the bungee jump or jump out of the plane, whatever analogy you want to use. It seems like you were wired early not to be scared or let fear drive you or prevent you from trying things. It seems like you're willing to run into a wallet if you're determined, if you're going to do it. What about for the person who wants to be like you, wants to be courageous, wants to have all this, but they just don't have it. They're actually scared. They still want to do it. They're just scared. What do you say to them?
1: that's okay. I get scared all the time. Um, fear is just a feeling. (laughs) Fear is just a feeling. Um, on, on the other side of fear is something great. And it goes back to that thing. You know, if you don't try, you won't know. And, uh, if you're not, if you don't, you know, force yourself to be uncomfortable, then you won't get to something great on the other side.
0: Awesome stuff. Hey, before we let you go, can you give us a quick update on, uh, your COVID labs and the test kits, and just give us a quick rundown of what's happening.
1: Yeah, um, we are opening a new lab in LA, uh, Gather Labs, and then RX Bra is coming out with a new color next month. And then hopefully next month, we will have our test kits in Costa Rica.
0: Thank you for coming in. It's always a pleasure to have you.